Entrepreneurship is the biggest personal development journey you will ever go on. It will uncover parts of you that you did not even know were there and celebrate that even when it feels incredibly hard and you feel like you want to quit and you don't want to do it anymore. Trust me, don't quit. Keep going. You're exactly where you're meant to be. Welcome to Sacred Work, a podcast here to guide you through the inner work that allows you to share your light and do sacred work in the world. I am your host, Taylor Ray, manifestation coach and spiritual business mentor. And here we talk all things manifestation, abundance, impact, stepping into your purpose and creating the reality your soul came here for. It is my true desire to empower you to awaken to who you really are so you can quantum shift your life and business. You're here in Divine Timing Beauty. Let's dive in. Hello, goddess. Welcome back. Honored as always to be here with you for another episode. And if you are new, welcome. My name is Tay and I'm honored to be here and connecting with you today. Before we dive into this episode, I just want to make sure that you know about my new book, The Manifesting Method. If you haven't already grabbed this one, then I highly recommend that you go and check it out. It is honestly the most magical thing that I've ever put into the world, and it is the process that I followed to literally transform my life, to go from that place of feeling like life was happening to me, feeling broken, feeling like nothing was ever really working out, you know, that place of just hustle and grind and burnout. And to be honest, being pretty broke as well. I was 30 grand in debt, you know, moving through all of that and then coming out the other side by really integrating the principles of manifestation into my life to a place of flow, freedom, ease, you know, paying off that entire debt, starting my soul led business, scaling to six figures in less than a year, you know, being able to connect and collaborate with soul sisters and to really bring in beautiful connections in my life and so many opportunities for travel and manifesting my dream apartment and so many other things that I could go on about. Everything that has allowed me to do that, I've detailed for you in this book. And it is honestly, like I said, just something that I feel so honored to be able to share. It is one of the most accessible things that I've ever created at the time of recording this. It's literally only $4.44. So it's super easy for you to go and grab. You'll get instant access to it. And I really just desire to share with you the exact processes, the step-by-step frameworks, really going through everything when it comes to manifesting. I know that manifesting can really feel like this very esoteric principle of just like, like attracts like and think about it and it will be. And that's beautiful. But there are so many other things that most people just don't talk about. And I'm really big on the law of action, you know, taking inspired action, different integrations for working through limiting beliefs, things like that, to moving through blocks, fear, all of that, really tapping into your power as a co-creator and how you can really follow a process in order to create the reality that you desire in a so worthy of. So if that calls to you, I'd love for you to go and check out the book. It's linked in the show notes below, or you can head to thisistayray.com forward slash the manifesting method. I'm super excited for you to grab the book if you haven't already. If you have, I'm so happy for you. I've had so many amazing DMs from so many of you just telling me how much you've loved it and how easy and applicable it was for you to then apply those principles to your life as well. So if you've got it, send me a DM and let me know what you think. And if you don't have it, definitely go and check it out. I'll link it for you in the show notes below. Now, inside of this episode today, I'm super honored to be able to share with you an interview that I actually did on the Lifted podcast. So a little while ago, I got interviewed by the beautiful Helen Dunham, and she had me on her podcast where we really spoke about sacred rituals. We spoke about the power of pivoting, what that journey has been like for me as I really honored my authenticity, stepped into different areas when it comes to business. We spoke about honoring shadow and some of the more difficult things that we go through and how that is such an integral part to really tapping into who you really are and then expanding and coming from that place to create the reality that you desire. And we talk a lot about soul-led business as well, which you know that I am absolutely massive on. It's literally such a core principle of who I am is really helping you to blend the woo with the work, really knowing that the work that you are doing is sacred. Hence, this podcast is called Sacred Work. (laughs) Uh, It doesn't get any more sacred than that. But truly, you know, coming from that 
that place of knowing that you have a light, you are here for a reason, you have a purpose and really tapping into that. And so I really dive deep on this episode with Helen. And honestly, it's just like one of my favorite things to share interviews with you that I've done on other podcasts as well, because truly there's a whole other energy when someone is asking you the questions and the flow just comes through in response. So I absolutely love that. And I'm very honored to be able to share this interview with you. If you love it, definitely go and check it out. You can check it out on Helen's podcast, The Lifted Podcast. And of course, please do let us know if you enjoy the episode as well. It means the world to know that it serves you and that you get, you know, takeaways and shifts out of this. So as you are listening, if there's a favorite part, please do screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories or on social media. And you can tag me at this is Tay Ray. Thank you for being here, beauty. And I hope you enjoy the episode. morning rituals are everything like I've been a big morning routine person for a really long time and I'm very fluid with it like I really trust if like things need to change so it's not like you know I've had the same routine for the last three years and that's all that I've ever done but what I'm currently doing and loving aiming to get up around that sort of like 5 30 mark between 5 30 and 6 somewhere there I start my day at the moment with a licorice tea with slippery elm bark I'm on a whole gut healing journey at the moment with a naturopath so we're working on that I have that in the morning I do my breath work a journal and then I will do some form of exercise or movement at the moment we're in Melbourne in lockdown so it's at home workouts YouTube is saving my life um, so I'm grateful for that otherwise I go for a walk or for a run something like that and then I will come back I'll make myself a delicious breakfast and sit on the balcony and just like enjoy the sun coming up and then I'll have a shower get ready I'm being incredibly intentional with that at the moment actually just I've always like I've worked from home for a really long time like lockdown is lockdown but like not too much changes for me routine wise I guess in terms of like working from home and stuff but even so I think it does have sort of like a an impact just the whole world being locked down I guess so for me just really making sure that I'm still doing you know getting ready in the morning like putting on an outfit that makes me feel really good I do my makeup I went through a period where I was like who cares about makeup like doesn't matter but I'm really just finding that you know, bringing it back in has just elevated my mood so much. So yeah. And I don't know if I said this, but I throw in a cold shower last as well. I'm dabbling in Wim Hof method at the moment. (laughs) So yeah, that's basically my morning and then just get into my day. Beautiful. Excellent. And is it winter? What's the season over there right now? Is it cold? Uh, Winter. Yeah. So it's the last month of winter right now. We're coming into spring. So it's slowly getting a little bit warmer. Oh yes. Got you. I'm, I'm loving everything that you're saying. I especially can relate to like putting on makeup and just getting fully ready in the morning recently, because it can be so easy to just stay in the same outfit, same vibe for day upon day upon day. But like, that's really helped boost my confidence as well. And just like, get me into this mental shift of like, okay, let's have a great day, productive day. Like, shift the vibration yeah. a little bit. So Yeah. I think mm-hmm. just changing the state. And like you said, instead of it just being like, rolling through the motions because I did feel like that for a while where I wasn't you know being as intentional and then it became very much like oh my god my morning is becoming my night my night's becoming my morning like where is it breaking up and so Mm -hmm. that for me like morning rituals and evening rituals are massive just for changing my energy state and being really intentional what does the evening look like for you Oh, so my evening is like equally as sacred to me. So big one for me, first things is turn the lights off. So I live in an apartment. So like overhead lights are kind of necessary. We don't get a lot of sunlight in here. So we have lights on like all day. So for me, the first thing is like, lights go off. And that for me, energetically, like it's like something is like, oh, so soothing. I'll generally go for what I've been loving lately. And I'm not a runner. Like I would never have classed myself as a runner, but I was talking about this on my stories last night. I actually went for a run, like sun was setting, like, like along the lake near our house and like so beautiful. And again, in lockdown, I think, you know, that's one thing that I'm grateful for is it's been like, Hey, you actually like running. Like this is a good thing for you. So I've really been enjoying that, but I always do some sort of walk or yoga or just movement as, as, as much as I can get outside. I do. Cause again, working from home, it's like breaking it up. Like we were saying, so yeah, I'll turn the lights off and then I'll go for a run. So when I come back, it's really lovely. Like the energy is really nice when I come back and then, yeah, I'll put on, I'm loving this incense at the moment. The brand's called this is incense. So super easy to remember or like um, essential oils and a diffuser 
diffuser and then I'll have a shower, do my skincare routine into my pajamas, put my dressing gown on and then, you know, make dinner, spend time with my partner, James. And then, yeah, sort of our evenings can be sort of different with what we do. Sometimes we do our own thing. Sometimes we'll like watch a show or a movie together. But honestly, the, the thing that has really improved my evening routine so much lately is bringing in evening gratitude journaling. So what I'll do is I'll kind of just write a summary of my day and all the things. So it's not even just like the big things. It's like the teeny tiny little things that I did. And it's kind of like I'm taking stock while also being grateful for just like what fills my day. Because again, this all came from feeling like I was just in this current of life that was very fast paced and flowing away from me. And I was like, you know, I need to bring it back. I need to get more present. And so for me, that has been everything. Like just really reflecting on my day in the evening, even last night, like I just had this overwhelming feeling of just being proud of myself and some of the ways that I've been focusing on being intentional and up leveling lately. And I journaled on that and was, you know, just those little moments of celebration, I think are so important. And yeah, this, I just love it. So good. Lots of things to touch on with you there. I mean, your journaling practice too sounds like a great exercise for memory. Cause I find that oftentimes when I go to bed, I'm like, what even happened today? And then it, it takes like actually yeah. running back and you're like, whoa, that's what happened. And it just slows it down a little bit. It gets us into that like objective yeah. observer perspective. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think a lot of our audience is familiar with Wim Hof, but how have you felt your body and your energy change doing your cold showers and, and that kind of breathwork technique? I'm loving it, honestly. Like I've been doing, so I've done breath work here and there, like over the last few years, but not sort of like a committed practice. I'm big on meditating, but I sort of dip in and out of breath work, but just been loving it. So today's day 14 for me consecutively. And yeah, just shifted into doing Wim Hof. And I don't know, I just find it like he's got an amazing app as well, which is so helpful, but I just find it again, it's that, that sense of being so grounded, so present, like so balanced and I always pause after and that's where I for me connect to like source energy universe spirit whatever you want to call it but that for me is very much that spiritual connection afterwards so I've gone through I've done the breath work I've really come into myself and then I allow whatever messages want to come through and just get channeled and sometimes it's just like a word or like a theme for the day and then other days it's you know clarity around some action or some something that I've been thinking about or I don't know sometimes it can just be like a download but yeah, I just, I really love it. And like I said, I think for me, it's incredibly grounding. I think it's definitely helped with like anxiety and stuff like that as well. And the cold shower is like a whole other level of energy. Like I feel for me, it's clarity more than anything. Like sometimes, you know, you can wake up and you feel a bit groggy or a bit slow to start, but then you get in the shower and it's just, honestly, it feels like it brings me to life. And so, you know, I don't always want to do it. <laughs> like even before this, I like, you know, it was like, okay, go get ready for the interview. And then I was like, went to get out of the shower and I was like, mm -mm, you need to do your cold blast. And so I like turn it back on, put the cold on. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but I knew that it would, you know, be what I needed to elevate my energy so I could show up fully for you today. And that's kind of my sort of mantra, I guess, and everything is like, look after yourself, like, you know, fill your own cup up, do the things that serve you so that you can serve others. So yeah, I'm loving it. Oh yes. Yeah. It can literally like shock a bad mood right out of you. It's amazing. Yeah. Plus it's yeah. also like doing it in the morning it's like doing something difficult, something challenging, you know, at the beginning of the day and you're like, oh, I can overcome this. Cause it's like, it's not necessarily easy to get in a shower that's freezing cold, but it, you start to actually, I've started to really look forward to it and get yeah. kind of addicted to that feeling. Yeah. So, oh, that's great. So Tay, I will have given a little bit of an introduction about what you're up to, what you're focused on, but could you take us through your story essentially and what your life has kind of looked like over the past 10 years or so? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. We can go all the way back. <laughs> and wherever you want to start. But what has your journey been looking like up until yeah, now? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, if we're going back, you know, 10 years, like I was, God, how old am I now? 29, so I was 19. So I was university. And so I went to university and studied business, majored in marketing at uni, absolutely loved it. Really thought that I was going to be, you know, corporate gal, like, you know, climbing the ladder. That's what I thought. And sort of started off in that way. And, I, you know, big marketing background. So I immediately sort of went into like sales, marketing, business development, B2B sales, everything like that. And got in there and then was very like, oh my God, like I, this is not for me at all. Like I felt incredibly like claustrophobic is probably the best word, like very suffocated. And like, this cannot be it. Like, are we joking? Like surely there's more than this. And I felt very much like 
there was a cap for me around what I could do. And I really hated kind of having to report to someone or having someone tell me what I had to do. I didn't feel like I was really like having any impact at all. You know, I went from different roles. So I did like marketing for like phone companies, like Telstra is like a massive company here. So I did like business development for Telstra. And then I went into like the recruiting world and did like the business acquisition side of that. And again, for big companies and for like little startups and very much so was like, oh my God, like this is just, yeah, really not enjoying it. And so anyway, to sort of cut it down, I ended up, I was really passionate about health and fitness. I still am, but incredibly at that time I'd gone through like my own transformation. And so I ended up being like, you know what, how can I help? How can I serve? And so for me, it was centered in helping other women to sort of come into confidence within themselves. It was, for me, it was all about find your fierce. So I ended up starting my first business and that was called the fierce project. And so it was eight week transformations for women. We did boot camps, everything like that. I loved it, but there was part of me that was always like, okay, I feel a little bit trapped again in terms of like the location requirement of it. You know, it has to be like here in this area that I live and I wanted to expand out and be like, okay, I want it to be more global. I want to be able to reach women everywhere, not just people who live in this local area. So then I started to transition into online while still doing all of the face-to-face running the boot camps. And basically what happened there was I had this belief that building a business had to be really hard. That's kind of just what I grew up and what I knew was that it had to be hard. It should be like hustle, force, like work your face off, basically very in the masculine. And so that was my belief. And that's ultimately what I created to be true for myself. So I was teaching like 30 plus classes a week. I was doing like 70 plus hours a week in this business and not seeing the return for it financially either. Like it was just, it felt like such a struggle. Anyway, that as well as like all the back end of the business, plus trying to scale online, all this sort of stuff so hard. What ended up happening was I ended up having a complete breakdown. I was 25 and I ended up like completely burnt out. So like physically, emotionally, mentally ended up in hospital at one point, like my body gave out as well like muscles were like tearing and stuff like that because I was getting ready to compete in powerlifting like just all the things at the same time anyway for me that was like absolute rock bottom because it was like everything that I'd worked for for the last two years I couldn't do like I could not even do a push-up so then I couldn't run my classes so then for me the purpose that I had was gone like oh my God, this thing that I thought I was here to do, I suddenly can't do it anymore. So that was a time of like a lot of anxiety. I cried a lot. Like I just remembered like days just crying in bed, just being like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Like I thought this was it. Now I have no idea. And then I remember one day I, and I wasn't religious. I wasn't spiritual, like never really had any of that, you know, growing up or anything. And I was walking down my hallway and I remember, and I just remember feeling so upset. And suddenly it was like this voice spoke to me and it was, it said, this is happening for you, not to you. And it was like this overwhelming sense of calm just came over me and was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is a good thing. Like, I feel like this is actually leading me where it is that I meant to go. And then from there, it was like, okay, well, let's look at opportunities. Like, what is this trying to teach? And then that's when I started to, other things started to fall into my lap, like literally like podcasts, books, like Abraham Hicks, The Vortex, Manifestation Babe, like all of the, like everything about like spirituality, chakras, like all of that just started to like plop, 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 like land in front of me, Gabby Bernstein. And so I just, that's all I could do. Like all I could do was just consume, consume, consume all of this stuff. And it was like, I was opening the gates to this whole world that I didn't even know existed. And so I just started learning about that. And then I ended up just stopping what I was doing with the Fierce Project and then started a new Instagram account, just started sharing on there, my journey, what was happening for me spiritually with manifesting, everything like that. People started to love it. I started a podcast and then, you know, that sort of expanded out. And then it was like, okay, well, maybe I'll start working with clients. So I started working with clients and then I started running courses, like online courses and things like that. And, you know, and then it sort of transitioned around like, you know, for me, it's funny because the Fierce Project was, it was so centered in like the empowerment with women, but it's like that theme carried through. And then it became about like the spiritual, the manifesting, like manifest the life you're worthy of. And then it sort of shifted into, well, I built my business. So I scaled my business to like six figures in, I think it was about eight months. And then people were like, 
what did you do? So then I was like, okay. So then I started working with people that way, creating courses, working with clients and, you know, building their businesses. And so, you know, I've had this business for just over three years now. And so what I now do is I help women to blend the woo with the work, which honestly is the most aligned thing of my life, like the spiritual and the strategic, you know, the masculine and the feminine, because for me, it was the blending of both of those things that allowed me to, you know, and I can go into it if you want, but like turn my whole life around, like absolutely everything to the point that now I'm living the vision board that was on my Pinterest, you know, and it's, and that sounds so cliche, but like, and it all just came from being so clear, like applying the principles, but then also applying the strategy. And that's the piece I see missed so much. And that's why it's so important that I say it is like, it's not just about sitting there and wishing for it and law of attraction, like attracts like, like taking the action, supporting it with the strategy and everything like that. And so yeah, that's kind of a summary and that's to where I am today. <laughs> Love it. Yes. And I was going to ask you about that too. Like, what is your perception of manifestation? How do you describe it? And like, what do you think some misconception is around manifestation? And yeah. I think you just said it, like taking action and not just sitting and waiting for it to happen. Yeah. What else goes into creating, you know, your vision as a reality for you? Like what other steps do you make sure that you take when you're yeah. calling out a new project or something that you're excited about. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good question. It's amazing. I'm actually working on a new book at the moment called the manifesting method. So it's actually so in alignment, like literally I'm writing it at the moment. So for me, there's a lot of different elements that go into it, but you know, as you said, the biggest one for me, I'm all I harp on about this so much, but is literally the law of action. So all the universal laws, like everyone just talks about the law of attraction all the time, but it's like, there's a lot of other universal laws at play. One of my favorites is the law of action. Cause I truly, I describe it as think about it like you're baking a cake. So if, you know, if you've got the eggs, you've got the flour, you've got the milk, all of it. If you don't have an oven, you are never going to have a cake. Like you can mix and you can mix and you can mix. You're never going to have the cake. And so I always look at it as like you are the oven and the universe is always giving you all the little ingredients. So be the oven, like turn it on, take action, like be the catalyst. And so I always say that, you know, the universe is one half and you are the other. And you guys are like, if you take action, you're moving towards the universe while it moves towards you kind of like, think about it. Like you're, you're moving to a middle point. And if you're taking action that supports what it is that you are calling in, you're going to move there so much faster. So, you know, obviously I love all the rituals. I love the journaling. I love the meditating. I love acting as if like, that's a massive one. I love, you know, the visualization holding, you know, a clear vision of what it is that you're calling in. But then obviously the action, but on top of that, you know, for me, a lot of the inner work around the limiting beliefs that are going to come up along the way, you know, stories around worthiness, validation, this is stuff I've done a lot of work on, especially in the last year is just really looking at what is it that's holding me back, you know, things around guilt, things like that, that, you know, as I've dived into this, it's really been tied to my relationship with my dad. It's been tied to my childhood, stuff like that. A lot of wounds that, you know, it's about looking at it. And that for me is massive. So I see it a lot where it's like, you know, got to be high vibe and got to be up. And I went through this and almost like spiritually shamed myself around like, you can never not be high vibe. And then that's kind of how I was showing up on social media too, of just like, here I am, like so elevated. And that was exhausting me. And then I felt like I was putting on this front that wasn't authentic. And so that was about being really honest with myself and like, wait a sec, like no manifesting is not about just being in a high vibe state all the time. Like sometimes you need to honor the low vibe moments and look at that. And what is that coming up to tell you? What is that coming up and bringing up so you can actually heal it? So you can look at it, so you can rewrite it. And so for me, a lot of the manifesting journey has been around continuously holding space for the wounds that need to be healed, doing that inner work and then kind of like healing that little part and then continuing to move. And then, oh, there's going to be more because as you elevate, you move up, you're always going to be faced with new things, new challenges, new subconscious beliefs that you did not even know was there. It's like peeling back your onion and you're going layer upon layer upon layer. And it's just about expecting that, I think, instead of just being like, this is just going to be the best journey of my freaking life. It's like, no, like, and I have just gone through my, well, I'm still in it, my Saturn return, which again, whole world of like, holy shit, like all this stuff coming up for me to look at, to be like, have you actually integrated this? Or have you sort of pushed it aside? And then that for me was, you know, boundaries was a massive one. Letting go of relationships that were no longer in alignment for me, no longer serving me, no longer serving anyone who was really involved. So 
I think, yes, all the beautiful rituals and the high vibes and everything, also the action, and then also looking at how you can do the inner work and really work with the ego, the negativity, the limiting beliefs, and not shitting on yourself for it, not making yourself feel bad, not saying, oh, that's an awful thing. I shouldn't be dealing with that. Or I shouldn't be looking at it and trying to push it aside. Instead, being a witness for it, giving yourself grace. That's what one of my coaches says to me all the time. Like, Tay, just give yourself grace. And I love it because I am an achiever. I am someone that, you know, wants a lot out of my life. So for a long time, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself. Whereas now it's like, I know I'm moving. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm calling in, but I'm also going to give myself grace through this process at the same time. And I'm going to accept all aspects of me as I continue to work on and develop them. Yeah. I love that you're bringing this up because I think it can be so easy to get kind of wrapped up, especially on social media, seeing all of our favorite spiritual teachers and everybody just feeling like we're so far behind. How are they at this pinnacle of success and like alignment? But I love that you're talking about doing the shadow work and honoring that and Mm -hmm. having the courage to go deep and assess like, where did I pick up this programming in my childhood? Am I afraid Mm -hmm. of turning into my parents in this way or or what's going on here? Um, And I can relate to that so deeply about just being more graceful and gentle with ourselves. I kind of have this belief that like, unless I was pushing myself and like kind of a little bit harsher, like I wasn't going to actually get it done. And now Mm. I'm experimenting with, okay, what if I'm gentle and just very clear? And uh, I know, and I trust myself and I'm like, all right, I'm getting even better results now that I'm uh, being easier on myself. So off of that, like when you have clients who come to you that are working on building their business, what is something that you find most of them are struggling with? What's a block that you're seeing often? Mm, Two massive things. Definitely. The first is I work with a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs, soul led entrepreneurs, very heart led. Um, So their work is like an extension of them. You know, they're very, very intertwined with what it is that they offer. A lot of the time being so spiritually centered, there's this like huge resistance around the strategy and around its resistance. And it's also like a misunderstanding as well of just like, I don't actually know there's that side of it. And then there's also the flip side as well, where yes, they're generally still spiritual and still, you know, heart led, but like what you were saying, where it's like, it's so hard on themselves and they might be spiritual in what they teach or what they do, but they're very like, got to go, got to go, got to keep working, got to keep doing, got to keep hustling, got to, you know, the perfectionism is there. And so that for me, this is why I love what I do is because I get to kind of play in the pendulum, I guess, of like swinging, depending on the person, what they specifically need. Like, do you need aligned strategy, but to also be giving yourself room to play, to celebrate yourself, to bring more feminine flow in, or are you so in your feminine that, okay, let's bring in some more of that masculine structure, some of the systems, the processes, the automation. So that's going to hold space for you to be more in flow, which is always the paradox. Like when you actually implement the masculine, the structure, you are actually creating the container for more flow and for more feminine, which I love. And that's, I'm so passionate about it because, you know, people can resist routines or they can resist schedules or they can resist setting up funnels or automations thinking like, Oh, that's too masculine. And it's like, no, but when you do that, you're actually creating the container, you're creating the space so that you can go and be in flow and do whatever it is that you want day to day, moment to moment, because you've created the structure around it that actually supports it. So yeah, it's definitely both sides of that. And generally there's kind of a bit of both for most people that I work with. Mm-hmm. You had such a great uh, talk up recently that I watched about funnels and I'm not sure everybody's familiar with funnels. I was just starting to listen to a sales audiobook talking all about funnels. Anyways, it's so fascinating. And I think you're making such a good point that like when it's already automated and set up, we have all this free room to play. We don't have to worry about it. It's just like happening passively for us almost. So can you talk about funnels for a second and just help us understand them? Definitely. Oh my God. So this is like a huge part of my business, the brand Sacred Funnels. So I created Sacred Funnels seriously because of exactly that with just women in specifics, just being like, oh my God, gross. Because all we know is the sales funnels that are like scammy, sleazy, pushy, click here, buy now, like that grow marketing. And most of us hate it. And that was the conversations that I was having over and over and over again was with women who were saying, I really want to have those automations. I want to have those systems, but I don't want to do funnels because that's gross. Like I've been in that and that just feels, it feels out of alignment. And like I said, I'm working with spiritual entrepreneurs. So the the alignment part of it is so important. 
yeah. So for me, it was like, okay, how can we bridge this gap? How can I help women to start to see sales funnels as being sacred and hence sacred funnels was born. So my whole thing is that, you know, there's systems that serve you as you serve the world. So you're setting up processes that are going to, as you said, you know, allow you to have that passive income, allow you to automate the things that are happening in your business. The thing that I see the most and yeah, it's like, Oh, like it kills me, but it's so common the whole business is on Instagram. So the whole business is reliant on, I'm on my stories, I'm selling, I'm posting, I'm in the DMs. And that is literally it. Like, okay. And you know, it's beautiful. And I'm definitely not hating on that at all because yes, you're serving. Yes. You're getting your business off the ground. Yes. It's a beautiful organic way to be building your leads and you know, getting your business going and no hate, no shame on that at all. And if you're listening to this and that's where you're at, celebrate yourself because it's like, okay, cool. You're doing amazing. This is now something that you can build into and you can extend into that's going to support you further in building out your impact and your income. So funnels, essentially, to give like a bit of a background of what a funnel is, it's like, think about it like an actual funnel, like you would pour water in the top and it comes out the bottom in the little bit. So it's like that. So your funnel is a system that you put into your business. So essentially the top is, you know, your audience. So it's like, or people coming into your audience. So you kind of want to capture people coming into your world. So it's very wide at the top. And then as it moves down, you're moving people through different stages of your funnel till at the bottom, there's going to be a percentage of people that are going to come out the other side. They're going to purchase something from you. And so setting up funnels in your business is really automating that process. So your entry point could be Instagram, but you could have your link in your bio and that links to, let's just say to keep this really easy a lead magnet. So some sort of freebie or a download. I talk about this all the time. And if you take one thing out of this episode, (laughs) you're building a business, let it be this build your mailing list because that is data that you own. You don't own Instagram. If Mark Zuckerberg woke up tomorrow and went, I'm done tapping out and got shut it down, like Facebook down, Instagram down. So many businesses would fall over because they're not building a solid foundation to be like, this is a business that's truly scalable that I also own the data of it. So if you've got a mailing list, that's data that you own. So even if the social platforms go down, you can still contact your list, your audience. So yeah, to say it's a funnel that could be, you know, your entry point is Instagram. You have your call to action, your link in your bio that's leading to a, a landing page, something free, something valuable. Don't be afraid of giving away things for free. Honestly, it's the best thing you can do. You're going to build relationships with your audience they hit the landing page. It's going to be a percentage of people. So again, this is like the funnel as it moves down. It's a smaller amount of people at each stage, but it's always people moving through. A percentage are going to opt in. They're going to go, yeah, I want to opt in for that. They're then in your world on your mailing list. You can leave it there. That's a funnel right there, right? That's amazing. You can then take it to the next level if you desire. So with the traditional online marketing sales funnels, you know, your next page could then be something to purchase. So then you're offering them an opportunity to buy something from you then and there, which is beautiful because they are looking for a solution. And this is, you know, part of the education piece that I do around sacred funnels is really understanding you're not being pushy. You're not being annoying. Like these people have found you on your corner of the internet because they have a pain point and you are the person that can provide the solution. So it's actually a disservice to them if you don't say, hey, love you, got you, here's the thing that could help you. It is a disservice to them and it's a disservice to you because you're creating resistance around money that wants to flow to you. So that's a whole other thing. So, you know, so then, you know, you can have your offer. You might then have an upsell. You could have a bump, you know, these little add-ons. So this is kind of like fancy lingo, but like an additional thing that they can also buy. For example, in my business, like I have a sacred funnel blueprint. People can opt in for it for free. It gives them a blueprint, a five-part sales funnel. Then the next thing that they're going to see is the opportunity to buy the sacred funnel vault. It's like a $37 offer. So it's super cheap, super easy for people. It's giving them a bundle of things that's going to help them with the foundations of a funnel. And then at the checkout, there's a bump. And so that add-on is, you know, offering them email sequence templates. So if you don't want to be thinking about what do I put in my emails? What do I write? All that sort of stuff. Then I'm like, that's okay. I've got you. Here's the copy for that. So then there's swipe files and then there's additional things, but it's just about providing next steps in the solution continuously. But 
I know I've, I've sort of given you a big overview of funnels, but overall, if nothing else, it is really about recognizing that there are ways that you can automate the whole sales process so that you set it up once and you let it work for you forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The book I was thinking of, by the way, is Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson, which was so oh, good. Russell. Yeah, oh, Russell. The God yeah. of funnels. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's a genius. <laughs> yeah. But it's so fun. Like once you start learning about it, it's so fun. It's like, and I think oh, yeah. that's how I ended up finding you. Cause I started to look into funnels and then I found you through Natalia Benson. And I was like, whoa, mm. <laughs> gotta talk to Tay. Love her. Um, yes. <laughs> but um, yeah. And so much of that book too was about storytelling and owning your story and getting really clear on that. And then just honoring that and, and being of service. And I love that so much of your work and your narrative is focusing on like having women especially understand that their story is such an empowering part of them. And that's how we're going to heal each other and not to be afraid of like being too pushy or being too salesy. So like, how do you break people through Mm. that block? Like it's, it's not pushy or crazy to be selling online. Like do you find that people fear that sometimes? Definitely. Definitely. I do a lot of work with clients around this and a lot of, you know, content that I've been sharing for years is rooted in the story that selling is sacred and recognizing that it is the most sacred exchange. So, you know, when we think about money, and I'm assuming maybe your audience knows a little bit about this, but like money is energy. So like ultimately it's an energetic exchange when you are putting your services or putting your products out there and people are paying you in exchange for that. And look, first I put my hand up and say, I used to have a lot of stories around this, like feeling bad accepting money. Like somehow that was like a negative thing or a bad thing to be like, oh my God, I made this person pay me. And a lot of us, especially women, have stories around that where it's like, oh God, like I should just give it away for free or no one will want to, you know, get this from me or I'm not worthy. And a lot of it comes from that, you know, the worthiness piece around accepting compensation for what it is that we put out into the world. But it really is about remembering that, you know, you, what you are doing is you putting your gifts out there, your light, your skill set. You are putting it out there in service of others and people are looking for it and they actually desire to pay you for it. They are literally looking for those solutions. They want to pay you. Think about it for yourself. If you're out there, you're looking for a solution. Do you think that you're going to get the most value out of something that is for free? Or do you think that you're going to get the most value out of something that you actually pay for? It's Mm -hmm. always going to be the thing that you pay for. It's a, it's a saying that goes around, but like when you pay, you pay attention. So like, you know, you are, if you are investing in something, you're going to invest the time, the focus, the energy, all that sort of stuff. If you get something for free, you're kind of like, it's all right. Like maybe I'll sort of just pop that in the email inbox and I'll get back to it later or whatever. Or, you know, if it's a service, you kind of think, okay, well, why are they giving it away for free? Like, you know, is there something better that I could actually pay for? Because we ultimately want to get the best result. And so, you know, as the service provider or as the product provider, it really is about remembering that like it's being of service when you allow that energetic exchange and it needs to be equal. And that's, you know, coming down again, the divine law of compensation, like really bringing in those universal laws again, like it needs to be equal. So it's not, you're not helping anyone by not putting it out there. Number one, you're really not helping because you're saying no to money and you're not helping people who need you. But number two, if you're then not charging or you're significantly undercharging, that's a disservice as well, because that's, again, there's going to be people who go, oh, well, this person seemed good, but it just seems a little bit too cheap. I'm going to go with this option that feels like it's going to be a bit more, you know, value packed because it's a higher investment, things like that. And we've all been there on the buying side of it. So we can all relate to it. So it's just about remembering those two things and just being like, you know what, at the end of the day, no one is me. No one can deliver things the way that I deliver them. People can be delivering the exact same. Look, we literally just talked about Russell Brunson. I'm not sitting here being like, don't talk about Russell. Like I'm the funnel girl. No, like Russell's amazing. I've learned so much from Russell and fully owning that there is more than enough room for all of us at the table. Russell's, you know, he owns a bloody funnels company. So of course he's so good at what he does, but I know that not everyone is going to resonate with Russell, with Russell's way of teaching. So there's going to be a lot of people who are like, Hey, I relate to you. I relate to the way that you speak about funnels. I relate to your story. Maybe you relate to my hair or my style. Something about you will resonate with me and maybe not with Russell and vice versa. There are so many people who would be like, Oh my God, this girl is way too woo. You know, especially a lot of men who would be like, no, no, no. I need it to be much more like here is step one, two, three, four, five, get it done, get it out. You know, like they're not going to relate to the way that I teach. And that's amazing because they're not who I'm here to serve. And so it's just about remembering that you are you, you have a gift, you have a life. If you feel called to something, it is for a reason. The universe didn't just 
give you that little nudge to be like, psych, you know, you don't get to do this. It's like, no, that's been given to you for a reason. No one has gone through the experiences that you do. No one teaches it the way that you do. No one provides it the way that you do because they're not you. Mm. So trust that, put yourself out there and just know that in doing so, the universe is going to rearrange itself to align the right people to come into your world. Mm. Oh my gosh. So good, Tay. Thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, I love the uh, little phrase you used, when people pay, they pay attention for sure. I mean, I noticed that yeah. too, as was myself as a buyer, it's like, if I didn't pay for it, I was definitely going to ignore it. And again, to totally. your point of like each teacher having a different frequency and way of teaching, even if it's really similar subject matter, like I switch teachers like every year. Like I take courses from this creator for like, it, it, as I evolve, I grow with different people. I switch around podcasts. Like it just is human nature. It makes so much sense. So I think it's so important to hone in on that, but there is room for all of us. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. Yeah. Which is about celebrating that. Some of my best friends that I've met through Instagram and through podcasting and now have beautiful relationships with, we do the exact same work. We just do it a little <laughs> bit differently our own way. Like we work with entrepreneurs, we work with women, we work with spiritual leaders. None of us are sitting here being like, Oh, but I don't want to talk about you. Like we tag each other on stories, you know, we shout each other out. We share with each other what we're doing. And like, there's literally no like, oh my God, scarcity mindset, need to hold this to myself. Like it's about tapping into that abundance mindset and thinking there's room for all of us. The limitless abundance. Let's all just like celebrate that for a moment. There's limitless abundance. So someone having abundance in their life does not mean, oh, well, that's taken away from me. It's like, no, if they're doing it, oh my God, amazing. Celebrate them. I can do it too, you know, and leaning into that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Are there any other like self-limiting beliefs that you've found in yourself recently that you've been getting over, I guess? Yeah, I think for me, big one. So like I said, I went through my Saturn return. So that started in Feb, but it actually carries this whole year for me, which I didn't know anything about Saturn returns until it was happening. And someone, again, another entrepreneur that I met at an event last year messaged me on Instagram and said, babe, are you going through your Saturn return? And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) Am I like, what is that? Had no idea. And then she went and had a look and we looked at the charts and yes, I was like, she was like on the money. And, you know, for me that brought up a lot. So that was for me really looking at a lot of the work that I've done recently is around validation, authenticity, worthiness, and the boundaries piece. So with the validation, I would say a massive one for me was around the goals that I had, even within my business and feeling as though certain milestones that I was working towards and becoming incredibly obsessed with around like the million dollar mark in business, hitting a million dollars in revenue, that became all encompassing for me. And I love to share this because, you know, I know every time I do people like, Oh my God, I feel like that too. And I know that. And again, this, you know, sort of links into the authenticity is like this for me would have been something I wouldn't have shared in the past. I would have been like, no, no, I'm just going to keep this to myself. But this is again, something that I've worked on as well is sharing more of who I am sharing very honestly, even the vulnerabilities, which, you know, it's a vulnerability when you're like, Oh, should I? And that right there is like, well, that's a vulnerability. You're going to work through that. Or are you going to let that dictate you? Yeah. And so, yeah, for me, the validation piece was massive around like thinking that I will be validated when I hit a million dollars a year in my business and nothing else mattered to me. And that I became so consumed with that, like pushing away other elements of my life in favor of like million dollars, million dollars, million dollars. And then I had to look at it because people were asking me, like my osteo asked me, my coach asked me, like people were saying, like it was that, you know, important to me, Tate, why this million dollars? Like why a million? Mm. And I realized I could not give them an answer. I didn't have a reason I just thought it was important. And it wasn't like, okay, well, when I have a million dollars, it will mean that I can X, Y, Z. Like there's so many things on the way to a million dollars that would shift. And it's not the million dollars that's going to allow that. It's going to happen well before the million dollar mark. So I had to really look at that and go, oh my God, why am I so consumed by this? And then doing the inner work really allowed me to realize that it was around thinking that I will be validated when I hit this particular milestone. So for me, it was deconstructing that and then going, okay, well, actually, what is it that I actually 
desire out of my life. And then it went through and did, I did a lot of work. I actually joined a membership and did a lot of inner child stuff around abundance. And so really looking at like, what does abundance really mean to me? And so building out my abundance code, what that looks like for me is actually spirituality and source connection. It is freedom and security. It is wellness and um, health. And it's being able to, you know, be present actually in the moment and having that authenticity and being honest and having those relationships that are grounded in that. So doing that was like, oh my God, this is what's important to me. That's not going to be made by a million dollars. Like, and so it's how can I integrate all of those elements of abundance? And of course I still have financial goals. Like I'm not saying financial goals are a bad thing at all, but the financial goals that I have now are really tied to my abundance code. And also there's a big why behind them. And so that was massive for me around why do I have this particular money goal? Okay, cool. I have an attachment to why that's actually important to me. What's it going to mean once I hit that for my life, for me and my partner, for my business, all these sort of things. Okay, cool. And now I'm way more attached to it. Mm. So that was absolutely massive. Yeah. Great example. And I imagine that, you know, when you do hit that million dollar marker, if you were still on the same mindset, it would just probably have continued right until you're like, okay, totally. well, now it's 2 million. It's like, when does it really end? And it's, yeah. It wouldn't have. Yeah. It, wouldn't uh-huh. end, it just right? would have always felt like I was chasing and that's like, I just, it wasn't, I was never getting to that point of feeling, you know, fulfilled. I just would have, I know I just would have kept going. So I'm so grateful that it came up now. And so I'm like, okay, cool. I can look at this. And now, and you know, it's crazy. It was not crazy, but it seems crazy. You know, you do this work and then money starts to flow in so much more abundance than when you were so obsessed with it. And that's what you thought that you had. And that, you know, comes back to the manifesting piece around the ego, the limiting beliefs, all that sort of stuff, you know, doing the inner child work. It's not just about thinking about it. It's not just about focusing on it and being, you know, so obsessed with it. It's about, you know, doing the work along the way. And then that's what energetically actually creates the shift. And then, you know, you take action that's then, you know, more supportive of it and the results come. Yeah, absolutely. I just kind of noticed that in my own business, which is just really starting at all this past year. And I noticed like the more vulnerable I get and the more willing I am to dive into those sticky subjects that make me like gag a little bit. I'm like, whoa, yeah. that's exactly what I need to be talking about. And I, and I see that translate energetically into money or sales or just people being like, yeah. oh, I trust you now because you're sharing this yes. more vulnerable side. And like, that's truly being of service instead of just being like, oh, I got it all figured out. Good to go. But Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we all know, like, you know, whether someone's super into the woo or not on a subconscious level, energetically, whether people are aware of it, they know, they know whether they relate to you. They know whether it feels a little bit off or they know if, Hey, this girl's telling half the truth, like where's Mm -hmm. the rest. And so it can feel really scary to share the more vulnerable sides of things. But that, like you said, like that's where that authenticity comes in. You're actually going to build relationships and you're going to build true connections with your audience and with people who then trust you to be like, you know what? Now I want to go ahead and, you know, invest in whatever services you have or buy your products and things like that because that trust is actually there. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess the last thing I would love to ask you, Tay, is just do you have any like final simple business advice for us? Any any tips that you would say let's, let's integrate these. This will help you up level a little bit that we might be missing. What's coming through is to really own who you are, to not apologize for it and to not be afraid of the journey either. And the unknown, because I know that it can be really easy to just be like, Oh, I'm comfortable here. This feels safe. This feels good. You know? And if you are thinking about starting a business or if you've started one, like props to you, because that in and of itself, that is getting it out of your comfort zone. Like that's huge. So celebrate yourself for that. Celebrate your journey. Celebrate it along the way. When we celebrate, we manifest more to celebrate because we're in the frequency of celebration. But yeah, just really owning who you are and all of you, not just the good bits either. Like I say good, but ultimately it's all good because it's all you. So really just celebrating all that you are accepting it, working with it, being open to the journey of learning both yourself, both your business, all the, it is an ongoing journey. I honestly say like entrepreneurship is the biggest personal development journey you will ever go on. It will uncover parts of you that you did not even know were there and celebrate that even when it feels incredibly hard and you feel like you want to quit and you don't want to do it anymore. Trust me, don't quit. Keep going. You're exactly where you're meant to be. I always talk about that, that, you know, it's all happening in divine timing. You are so supportive. The universe is literally guiding you every step of the way. 
just continue to trust, just continue to take one step, one foot in front of the other. You don't have to be at the end goal tomorrow. And as well, even as I say that, enjoy the steps because I think a lot of the time we can get really caught up in the end goal and where we want to be that we get frustrated with where we are right now and we try to rush through this process only to realize like, oh my gosh, the process was the beautiful part. Like the process was my life. And so if we're rushing through moment to moment just to get to the goal, it's like the money thing. You'll get to the goal and then you're going to be like, okay, next goal and keep moving. And you're never going to feel that presence, that gratitude, that joy, that elation in the moment. So just enjoying it, just showing up as who you truly are, knowing that that's going to call in the exact perfect people and just trusting that the work that you're doing is so incredibly needed and you've been guided to it for a reason. Yes. Thank you, Tay. I just had this big um, sigh of relief as you were walking us through that. It's so good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. You are just so wise and just so articulate. So I really appreciate you sharing with us today. And so if people want to work with you and connect with you, how can we find you? Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been a joy. I just realized how we've been speaking for like nearly an hour and it's I know. Um, but yeah, no, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you. If people want to work with me, um, the best way to come and find me is on my website. So it's www.taylorray.com.au. Um, I'm also on social media on all platforms at this is Tay Ray. And on both those platforms, I've got, you know, my podcast, I've got heaps of free resources. My favorite one is my three day course. It's free. It's called blend the way with the work and it's for coaches and course creators and solid business owners who really want to start and scale to those first five figure months in business. It's my pride and joy that course. Cause it's just, I poured everything into it because I just know when you're getting started, it can very much be, you know, like, God, where do I start? And sometimes it can be hard to know. So that's what that course is for. And then, yeah, that will lead you into masterminds, private coaching, bunch of courses. It's all my website. So if you want to find out any of it, just head ahead to the website. I'm going to go take it right now. (laughs) I'm excited to go look at that. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, please do. Honestly, I I say it with confidence because the feedback I got from that course was overwhelming. Like, women messaging me just saying like, I am in tears. Like, I can't believe you gave this away for free. And it's truly because I know when you are getting started, it's just can feel overwhelming. And sometimes all the freebies in the world, it's like, Oh, I still don't know. So I just was like, here you go. I'm just going to put it all in three days and you can follow these steps and it will actually talk about funnels and everything. So it's not just the surface level. It's a lot. So yeah, definitely go check that out on the website. Amazing. Well, thank you so much again. So grateful for you and thank you for being here. I'll talk to you soon. Pleasure, beauty. Thanks so much. Bye. Thanks so much for listening, beauty. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with a friend, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. For more resources to support your expansion as you manifest your desires, make sure you check out my website at www.taylorray.com.au. I'm sending you all the love and I'll see you back here soon.